It's good to see everybody here. Happy Resurrection Sunday or happy birthday, however you want to look at it. Either way, you were co-resurrected with Jesus Christ, so we are celebrating what he did because what he did affects us also, right? Awesome. God is so good. Uh, if you're here for the first time, we just want to welcome you. We want to say, you know, thank you for celebrating with us today. You know, it's a, it's a real honor to be able to worship with you and speak into your life today. And, and I believe today's message is going to give you clarity and help transform your heart. You know, we don't believe in behavior modification because uh, that just doesn't work. It's like adding makeup every day. And it's exhausting, you know. And uh, not that I use any makeup, but... Um, <laughs> But ladies know what I mean, right? It's like, it's like you're trying to always be. But Jesus did something powerful, and uh, people have been missing it for, for decades and decades and or centuries, right? And what He did was enough, you know. And it makes us righteous so that we can live a life from a place of righteousness. Yeah. And then the fruit that comes out of that automatically starts becoming righteous living, you know. And so, anyways. Um, we're very excited to, to speak with you today and to share with you today and celebrate this. So make it big. You know, it, I want to say this. If your family um, doesn't, if you didn't grow up with a tradition of celebrating Resurrection Sunday, you know, uh, start a new tradition, yeah. you know, because Christmas is amazing. That's when he was born. But Resurrection Weekend, you know, the, the, uh, the uh, Friday, um, Good Friday and, and then Saturday and Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, like that's, that's really where all was finished. Right. It was finished. That's what Jesus' last words, you know, he said, it is finished. Like he, he finished what he started in what we celebrate on Christmas that is so beautiful that he came, that God so loved the world. He sent his son, he sent him, but he finished the work. And it's because of that finished work that we have access to everything, to an abundant life. And so make it big, yeah. you know, celebrate with family buy a new outfit you know all these things we do is it's because it's a special thing like we're acknowledging where maybe you don't have the meaning I, I was talking about two weeks ago you know the meaning of the cross and maybe you don't didn't have that meaning or don't have that meaning yet ask God to give you the meaning to understand really what he did and how personal it is for each one of us amen so anyways we're here today yeah, you have two preachers up here, but we're going to try Woo. to keep it short so you can celebrate with your family. Exactly, so you can celebrate <laughs> with your family. Exactly, exactly. It's not just tradition, but it's uh, there's uh, something very meaningful behind it. Yeah. And I uh, also want to tell you one more thing. Um, I'm not uh, I'm not like correcting you because you're wrong or anything like that, but um, there's something more powerful about saying Happy Resurrection Sunday than Happy Easter because... Yeah. Easter, and you can confirm this with Nick, is actually a pagan holiday, you know. Uh, but Resurrection Sunday, you know, is what we're actually celebrating, okay. And so that's why we say Resurrection Sunday. It's longer, I know, right? <laughs> it is longer, but, but it's okay. It's worth it. All right, so today's message is called One and Done. One and Done. Paid in full. One and Done. So let's open up our Bibles to Romans chapter 5 and uh, verse 17. And we're going to read from there. If you don't have your Bible, you can read it on the screen. And uh, it says, For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man. So see, this is really powerful. It says, even, So yes, 
through Adam, go back to uh, verse 17, through Adam, right, caused death to rule over many, right? We know that Adam messed up. We know that, that what he did affected all humanity, right? But if he hadn't done it, one of us would have. Okay, and so it says, for the sin of this one man, you know, it caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. Say with me, gift. Yes. See, it's, it's a gift of righteousness. You can't pay for gifts. That's right. you, ever, you know, by the way, thank you to everybody who gave me a gift and a card my birthday last week. Uh, it was very special, and I, I love just, I'm so thankful for that. But you did not see me trying to pay any of you back for that gift that you gave me, right? That would be ridiculous, right? Are <laughs> some of you expecting a reimbursement? Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, that would be silly, right? You know, and so it's the same thing. Like, we got to understand that it's uh, through grace yeah. is a gift of righteousness that we, we only receive. We can't yeah. earn it. We can't pretend that, you know, I can't act with you like, man, you know, I, I got to treat you better now because you gave me a gift and I'm just trying to earn something you already gave me. That's just silly. Right? We have a relationship. And it's the same thing with God. He's inviting us into a relationship, not into a pay it back yeah. program. Okay? There's a lot of that, you know? And some of you feel like you're, you're on this pay it back, you know, trying to earn what he already gave us. But he, we don't have to earn it back. You know, it says it's uh, through uh, God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it. So it's all who receive it, right? Not all who are really good people. Not all who who are honest, not just all who, you know, don't cheat or don't uh, steal or don't kill. No, it says to all who receive this gift, those that receive a gift will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Again, through Jesus Christ. We cannot do any of this apart from Jesus Christ. Verse 18 says, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. You see how important it is what he did yeah. and that we know the meaning and that we receive it for us personally. Because it is through this that then we are in right relationship with God. And we've talked about being in right relationship with God. When you're not in right relationship with someone, you don't want to be around them. That's why so many people stay away from church. They love it. They f- it feels so good. They get filled with the word, but then they mess up and they feel like they can no longer be close right. to God because they don't feel like they're in right relationship anymore. They were bad, bad, bad. And so religion teaches you, ooh, you stay away, right. you know, lest the lightning falls on you. We don't want that here in the church. So get your act together and then come back. You know, that's what religion says, but that's not what Jesus said. And so it is through Christ, you know, in Christ and in this act of righteousness that we are now in right relationship with God. So he's not mad at you. Tell the person next to you, God's not mad at you. He's really in a good mood. You know, he's not waiting to punish anyone. He's not looking to do any of this stuff. He, he's already poured out all his wrath upon the cross of Jesus because he took all the sin, the sin of all humanity was poured on Jesus. Like he died as us, right? All his humanity's sin was poured on Jesus. And so because of him, 
We have God and new life for everyone. Okay, so the sin of one man, Adam, brought condemnation. Sin to all. We were sinners before, right? Our DNA had sin in it. That's why we were born again. Yeah. Spiritually, in our spirit, we were born again. We were made a new creation. And when we're born again, we're no longer born out of sin. So we no longer have a sinful nature. That's why we don't call each other sinners anymore. Because you're no longer what you do. You're what your nature says you are. And that's why when you're born again in the spirit through Jesus, right? Then you're born out of an uncorruptible seed. So that means that your actions, your mistakes, your sin can no longer corrupt your spirit, who you are. Yeah. You're a new creation and you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Are you following me? Okay, you got to understand, okay? And so it says, one man brought righteousness to all of us, okay? And through salvation, we're born again, not in the flesh, but in the spirit. And we have a new DNA of righteousness, okay? In the garden, from the beginning, Adam and Eve, they ate from the tree, okay? So here we go. We're going to move on. But it says, with a tree, Adam lost it all, okay? And with a tree, Jesus redeemed it all. Okay, what tree is the cross? Okay, the cross, the wooden cross that represents the tree. So Jesus had to come, okay, and gain back everywhere that Adam lost. And when we're in Christ and we receive him and his gift, then we're also gaining, we have also gained everything back in him. Not because we earned it or we did really good, but because we grabbed onto Jesus. Amen. Yeah, so trees are very significant. It started with a tree, and it was finished with a tree. And I want to um, go to the Old Testament. I want to show you something in the Old Testament and then follow up in the New Testament to show you the significance of the cross. Um, you know, Jesus could have died anyway. He would just had to be the pure and spotless lamb. But he died on a cross for a reason. And I want to talk about that because there's so much power and victory about Jesus on that cross. So quickly go with me to Deuteronomy 21. And in verse 22, it says, If someone has committed a crime worthy of death and is executed and then hanged on a tree, the body must never remain on the tree overnight. You must bury, bury the body the same day for anybody hanging on a tree is cursed from God. Do not defile the land the God, the Lord your God is giving you as a special possession. So there was a law given that if somebody died. Now, the, um, the most popular way of, of punishment of a crime was stoning. But if the crime was very bad... They would take that person who was stoned and they would put them on a tree as a visual for everybody to see to make an example of that person. Not everybody was hung. They were stoned and then buried. But every once in a while, they wanted to put a visual to put fear in everybody of what happens when somebody does that crime. Jesus hung on the cross was very significant because he could have just died anyway. But him hanging on that cross was a visual to the enemy, taking our punishment and our shame to show the enemy 
that he no longer can put shame on us when we're in Christ. It's very significant. Galatians 3, if you go with me to Galatians 3, in verse 13 it says, But Christ has rescued us from the cursed pronounced by the law. See, Jesus hung on the cross and curses anyone who is hung on a tree. He took that curse. And when he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse of our wrongdoing. For it is written in scriptures, and this is back in Deuteronomy. The New Testament is quoted in the Old Testament. Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. And so it was very significant that Jesus was hung on the cross. The very thing, that tree, the very thing that brought death and sin, Jesus said, I'm going to be hung on that as a representative of bringing victory. And we see in Revelations 22, 14, we now eat of a tree, the tree of life. You see how that came full circle because of what Jesus did. Jesus hung on the cross and completely and fully paid our punishment, one and done, fully paid for. But so many times we allow the enemy to bring on us what Jesus paid in full to be hung over our head, hung up in our heart, and as a visual torment of our past. And I'm telling you, it's illegal. It is illegal for the enemy to bring up our past and put shame on us because of what Jesus did. Jesus' blood paid for it all. And um, just like our past can be drug out on display, the enemy to torment us, he likes to put up over our heads our past to torment us. But what Deuteronomy says is when the body is brought over to the next day, it defiles the land. And I want to tell you, God has abundant life for us. But so many times, because we pull our past into the next day, and I'm saying it cannot go beyond the cross. It can't go beyond the cross. But when we pull it in, we defile our own promised land. And we allow the enemy to come and torment what God has for us. So one day, Jesus did it. 2,000 years ago, it was one and done. And we have to stop pulling that in to our promised land and what God has for us. It's illegal for the enemy. Our past sins, sins has, has to be dead and buried with Christ in order for us to live in the resurrection power. A lot of times we do not understand why we're not living in the resurrection power. It's significant he died, yes. But it's actually in the resurrection of Jesus Christ that we get victory. And sometimes we don't know why we're struggling. We can't feel the authority and the power. And it's because we're allowing the enemy to trespass in what Jesus has done. It's such great news. It's such great news. Anytime he tries to bring a thought on something you did wrong, you get to say, nope. <laughs> nope. That's illegal. That body was buried the same day. And it cannot be punished anymore. Jesus took the punishment. Isn't it great news? It's such great news. We actually become unpunishable. Can you say that? Say, I'm unpunishable. I'm unpunishable. And you can tell the enemy that. We're unpunishable, and we have to start, stop punishing people. <laughs> Amen. 
Because we become the punishers of ourselves and others. And under the blood and what Jesus did, we're unpunishable. That's just amazing news. Galatians 2, um, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All the old has passed away and new life has come. It is illegal for the enemy to bring up your past. Shame has been dismantled on the cross. There's no room for shame in our lives. Amen. You know, when she says it's illegal, um, you know, maybe you're like, wait, what, what does that mean it's illegal? Um, I feel like many times when we're, um, when the enemy is, is hanging our past over our head and reminding us all our, you know, sins and everything we've messed up and everywhere we're wrong and everything that we are still struggling with like and he's bringing that condemnation you know and that's what she means like what the enemy is doing is not legal and what that means is that it has no right to stay that's and the right. problem is when we believe oh i deserve that i deserve that you know and that's my own fault so therefore i need to stay in this place of feeling really shameful about myself because you know I did those things and I and I did that so and and so that's what we need to realize like it's illegal yes I did those things but Jesus right died and rose again and his blood washed me uh cleansed me you know from all my sin and from my past and I'm a new creation so yes I did those things that's why we say this it is also illegal to look at your past unless it's through the cross yeah. unless it's through the blood Unless it's through what Jesus did. So when the enemy brings back your past and puts it and rubs it on your nose, what now if you know it's illegal, now you can say, wait a minute, I no. This this cannot be right. you know rubbed on my nose. This this has no right to be torturing me, it has no right to be, you know, uh, shaming me because Jesus paid for this. And a punishment cannot be um sentence twice that would be double jeopardy right and so it's illegal yeah. for something that was already punished and paid for yes you did it but it was already paid for you know it's illegal for it to be brought up again and for shame to be put on you again over that thing that was in your past okay so what do we do we resist the, the enemy and he flees that's and that's right. what the bible tells us we resist the devil and he flees that means that you say no Instead of saying, yes, I deserve this, you say, no, Jesus paid for this. It's not allowed to continue torturing me. It's not allowed to continue, you know, telling me that I am my past. You're no longer your past. Your past is no longer determined yeah. by what you did. I mean, sorry, your future is no longer determined by what you did. It's determined by the blood of Jesus and what he did for you. Right. Okay. Right. And what's before you is what you're going to keep doing. It is amazing when you yeah. get this revelation and you realize you're un punishable and the gift of righteousness you can't help but walk in righteousness and holiness this is the revelation sin has no power over you you don't want to sin anymore your new nature rises up in you but when you are constantly looking at your inadequate inadequacies when you're constantly looking at your past and your sin all of a sudden you're feeding that dead man to come alive and start sinning that man is dead and we are righteous in Christ. And when we understand that, that is the power to walk in holiness Amen. and righteousness. Because this message scares people. 
Because it's like you're giving people permission to sin. Are you joking? When you understand the gift of righteousness and what Jesus did on the cross, all you want to do is obey him and love him. It is just a natural emotion. You want to lay down your life for him. But when you're feeling shame and condemnation, then you just get back in that cycle. It is illegal. That punishment cannot be carried over into the new day. And the new day is your salvation day. Amen. It has no authority and no power. Amen. 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 Let's read uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. I got really excited. Ooh, no, that's good, man. Shame has been dismantled on the uh, cross. It makes me mad how the enemy <laughs> tries to torment us. It says, you were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. Yes. Say, he forgave all my sins. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something. Not just your past sins and your present sins. You know that he forgave your future sins? It's amazing. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. I haven't even done those yet. But he knew you would. As a matter of fact, all your sins were in the future when That's he died right. on the cross. So, he's forgiven all your sin. Does that mean you don't have to repent? No, 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 you know. Like, even if I know my wife's going to forgive me, I better say sorry. Please. <laughs> because we're in a relationship. Yeah. Well, you never said sorry. Well, I knew you'd forgive me. Well, that's just rude. <laughs> we're in a relationship with God, you know. It's called him, uh, humbling yourself yeah. and saying, God, I messed up. Like, there's never a question that he's going to forgive you. He always forgives you. And he doesn't want you to continue repeating that. You know, when they brought him, the woman caught in adultery, in the very act, you know, he forgave the woman and he told her, go, do whatever you want. No. He said, go and sin no more. Right. right? I don't condemn you, but go and sin no more. That's right. Like, it's not good for you. That's right. You know, and so Jesus forgave all our sins, you know, past, present, and future. They're all covered in the, in, in the blood and in the cross. And he's not going to die again for your future sins. So it's done. So you realize he forgave you for everything you did and everything you might do later today. Hopefully not. Oh, my gosh. Hopefully not. Right? Because the more we are transformed by the word of God, you know, the more we're like him, the more we yes. walk like him, the more we talk like him, the more we respond like him, the more like him we become. Yeah. Okay? And that's the goal. Transformation. Okay? So it says he canceled the record of charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. That is amazing. It's so powerful. There was a record of charges against you. And he took it by nailing it to the cross. It says, in this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. That this is, is why the cross was so significant. Mm -hmm. Because when Jesus was on the cross, broken and bruised, naked and laying there, you think it was the most shameful day for him, and it was. But it was actually a day of humiliation over the enemy also. And he wanted it to be publicly seen that all, anything the enemy could have used against us was nailed on the cross and, and shown to the enemy, you never, ever can touch my kids again. 
I mean, this scripture is so powerful. It had to be publicly up for all the principalities and the demonic, demonic powers to see and angels in heaven. And I think the angel's like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? The love that God has for his children is just so very powerful. It wasn't just for the, the soldiers and the people that day. You know, the spiritual realm is so much more than our natural realm. And all of the demons and the enemy had to see what was taking place. And it says, I think in the spiritual realm, all of the charges against us in the future were hung on the cross for the enemy to see. Shoot, I shouldn't have killed him. <laughs> Look that's what right. I have done. That's right. That's right. We have a clean record now. You know, we have a clean record. And that is so, so powerful because, um, you know, nobody likes to have a record, you know. <laughs> You know, and the Bible says in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it says, love keeps no record of That's wrong. Right. And who is love? God, God is love right. himself. Right. And he's telling you, God keeps no record of wrong. You know, when you come to him and you give him your heart and, and you receive his gift of righteousness, he wipes away the record. Like, it, it's, it's no more a record over you. And, and a lot of times, he, here's what happens. I don't know if, if, uh, if you experienced this, but sometimes... Um, you're trying to clean your room or your office, but it's so messy that it's discouraging to even try. <laughs> Anybody been there? Don't raise your hand. It's okay. Right? And so people's lives are sometimes like that. They, yeah. have, so, they have such a, a crazy record of past wrongs and past sin that it's overwhelming for yeah. them to even think about starting again and, and, and doing a good thing and having a good life. It's like you have no idea. I've messed up so much. So when Jesus comes and tells you, I wiped away your record. Yeah. Like, you have no record. Clean record. You know? Like, that motivates me to say yes. Now I don't have this big right. burden I'm dragging. I can start a new life today. You know, I have no record against me because he wiped it all clean. Yeah. And I'm forever thankful to him. Yeah, that's good. Let's read Colossians 2, um, 13 through 15 is, is so powerful. And we read it in the New Living, but we're going to read it in the Passion Translation. And then we're going to pray over all of you as we yeah. end our service. So do you want to read that in the Passion? Let's see. This, yeah, verse 13. 13 through 15. This realm of death describes our former state. For we were held in sin's grasp, but now we've been resurrected out of that realm of death. Never to return. For we are forever alive and forgiven of all our sins. He canceled out every legal violation we had on our record and the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us. He erased it all. Our sins, our stained soul, he deleted it all and they cannot be retrieved. Praise God. Everything we once were in Adam has been placed onto his cross and nailed permanently there as a public display of cancellation. Then so Jesus powerful. made public a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner. They were his. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. One and done. One and done. Is that not so you, powerful? Yes. If you struggle with shame, this is your scripture. And you read yes. that over and over. Yes. 
stand with us. We're going to pray over you. It was so fun worshiping with you, honoring Jesus. We get to spend the rest of our lives loving him. So God, we just thank you for this day and we celebrate the good news. We thank you that all shame was dismantled on the cross, that you nailed it publicly. You took all of our punishment. You took our arrest warrant. <laughs> Everything the enemy could use to accuse us and you nailed it on the cross as a public spectacle. Thank you, Jesus. And I thank you now that we rule and reign in authority with the resurrection power of Jesus. And this morning, I break off all shame off you. The lying spirit of hell that's speaking to you, I break it off. You are holy and you are righteous. You are God's favorite child. He knows all that you've done and he took care of it because he wants a relationship with you. If you've never given your heart to Jesus, it's very easy. You just say yes and receive it. Jesus, I believe you're my Lord and my Savior. I, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. That you died for me and you took away all my sins. And I want new life in you. You just ask him and you receive it. And Holy Spirit comes and lives in you. And today we bless you all. We bless your families. That you would feel God's presence in a special way today. You would walk in a new joy and peace. And the supernatural would follow you all the days of your life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Love Give you. Give Jesus some praise, amen. He's our Savior, our hero.